This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7, the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakovan. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. We're back on the block. We're having a wonderful Thirsty Thursday. We hope that you're doing so as well. We thank you for joining us for this edition of On the Block. It is Thursday, as I have stated before. There's a lot going on in the news. But we're going to delve into a little bit of, of NFL news right now and talk a little bit about uh, some of the protocol issues that have been persistent throughout the year but now have uh, kind of made some changes and adjust- adjustments to that. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, I'm Eastrick. That's my partner, Jake Bakovin, who is with me. And this is On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7, the ticket, the ticket FM. Anytime you have any questions or any thoughts or any concerns or anything that you may hear from us that may, you may want to challenge our thinking, you may want to inspire our thinking, you can text us on the new Sauter Heyman text line at 402-999-4620. Or you can call us on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. We would love to hear your thoughts as well. Personally, at the at the uh, Honda Lincoln Hotline at 402-464-5685. So now, what we find out, Bach, is that the NFL has suspended COVID has suspended COVID protocols, and uh, we saw that they did so during the Super Bowl. Obviously, there's a lot of controversy with that. Uh, with with people coming to the game, there was mass mandates all over the place, and you're finding celebrities and you're finding uh, some of the people that have implemented the rules uh, not <laughs> operating by the same rules that they basically in, in, inquired of everybody else to operate on the governor and the mayor and all these people and 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 the mayor had a funny take on it that i'm just like i, I was like uh, the cartoon i was like i i i, I <laughs> what did you say he basically said he had the mask on he took the mask off took the picture but he didn't breathe i said okay uh, that's a new one yeah but good work but, uh, that was a real good one okay you didn't breathe okay all right uh, but nonetheless they have suspended protocols the nfl uh all aspects of covid protocols citing recent trends they say showing that the spread of the coronavirus is is declining in the agreement with the Players Association, the league sent a memo to all 32 teams on Thursday in which they basically stated that encouraging trends regarding the prevalence and the severity of COVID-19, the evolving guidance from the CDC and changes to the state law and the council of our respective experts. That's basically, you know, um, what do they call political speak? I guess I, I mean, yeah. there's a whole bunch of big words that they're throwing out at us. <laughs> I try to use them sometimes and sometimes they don't work for Stricky, but nonetheless, <laughs> that's what they've done. I find it very interesting that the question I have is, did the players, did the people win this particular battle? Because we know that they we're, we're now in combine combine is now under, under, underway. And, 
did the people basically the players uh open up the door for this COVID protocol to be dropped because um coming into the combine they said they were going to allow their you know staff uh they weren't going to allow you know trainers they weren't going to allow nobody if you wasn't under the COVID protocols to get in and so now they've been lifted right before this point and they said there was going to be a boycott we talked about that here on the block I think it's interesting. I find it crazy. This happened at the Super Bowl as well. Are the people winning or is the NFL just basically listening to the so-called, you know, people that beat? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's it's probably a combination of two, right? I mean, I think part, part of it is that the, the, you know, we're not at least, you know, you don't hear about it as much. You know, part of it might be having to, you know, having to do with going, what's going on in Ukraine. And obviously, you know, bigger storylines kind of take over, but it seems to be that that's dialing down a bit. Um, also, uh, the NFL's just, uh, of all the leagues, has done a great job as far as not having this impact them too much, I believe. Uh, if, I, if I looked at it right, they had a vaccination rate of 95% for the players, 100% for the football staff members, um, and they were uh, only four known hospitaliz- hospitalizations among players, uh, coaches, and on-field officials for COVID-19 from the starting of training camp in 2020 to the end of the 2021 season. Um, given the obstacle that obviously it's been for all of us, um, given the, the fact that um, there are a lot of players with a lot of different, you know, thoughts that, 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 that you know, and, and, and different ideas and politics and obviously all that stuff, um, I think that that's a pretty good number. So I, I think that they're... Um, um, they, as far as you know, all the leagues go, and I, I think they've got to be right up there as, as probably handling it um, the best so far. Uh, and uh, and it looks like I, I think I think it's probably just a combination of both those things kind of playing out. Is uh, you know is is the fact that COVID's kind of died down a little bit, and so it, it, it it's it, it's time to kind of be able to um, maybe try to get back into it. You never know if it's going to pop back up in in the winter or who knows. I mean, I'm not a scientist, but um, they, uh, you know, I I, I think. Uh, especially too with just not a whole lot going on in the the football world other than the combine um it's probably a good time to do it as well right i mean you're not uh, there's not a whole lot of people around the office for for what it's worth the people around the office um which there are people obviously every day that work um and and still go in but it's not you know hundreds of players and stuff like that reporting to camp or anything like like that so it's probably a good time to implement it as well I mean, yeah, I, I think it's worth the debate. I mean, text us on the Sutter Heyman text line at 402-999-4620. Let us know what you think. Um, or call us at the uh, at, at the Honda Lincoln hotline at 402-464-5685. I'm just a free thinker. I'm, I'm, I'm a free thinking type of dude. I, I, you know, I, you can't just tell Stricky something and Stricky's is going to be like, okay. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to kind of go out there, look around, you know, listen around, check around. Um, and, and, and so I find it very interesting that some of these things are kind of starting to pop up, uh, at these types of times, but nonetheless, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that the players are able to get their people and to have their people around. I mean, this is, this is one of the best times of their life, obviously, that they're going into the combine season, hoping to hear their name called on draft day. But, but then there's the opposite side of this, this controversy where there's lifting of these types of mandates, where you see the mandates being lifted in New York and, And, uh, you know, at the same time, they're basically saying we're lifting all these mandates. You can go into Barclays. You can go into Madison Square Garden Arena. You can do all of this. But at the same time, Kyrie Irving, you, you can't play. And I I think that's the (laughs) wildest thing I've ever heard. 
You're going to allow everybody and their mama in there, no mask. Everybody can come in the building, do what you like, eat your hot dogs, you know, sneeze on people if you want to do that. <laughs> and at the same time, Kyrie Irving basically can't walk in the building and sit down and play the game with his teammates. I think that's pretty crazy to me. Uh, basically, Eric Adams, the New York mayor, announced on Sunday that he's barring, barring any surprises, he plans to lift the city's mandate for the sector events, vaccine mandates on March 7. That day is slow, uh, quickly approaching. That will not, however, clear the way for Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving to play home games at Barclay Arena. What say you, Bach? Yeah, it looks like it's it's because it says despite the change in the, in the guidelines, other vaccine orders in the city will remain in place, and that's what's kind of preventing it. Is that uh, one requires that a COVID nineteen shots for employees of New York based in person businesses, which I suppose basketball is an in person business, I guess. Um, so that's that's kind of still what's being held up there, but uh, it is there is kind of a silliness to to all of it uh, when it when it comes down to Irving because there's like spots on the floor that he can be as you know because you, know, you still have the six feet rule and stuff like that. Um, so it's, uh, um, you know, he's just not allowed to play. So, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, it's hard to really come up with too much more than anything to say, except for it doesn't make a, a whole lot of sense at this point in my mind, but they want to stick to, um, the, the, the guidelines that they still have in place for those businesses. There's a lot more than the New York or the New Jersey Nets or you know, wherever the Nets are playing these days, Brooklyn Nets, um, that has to go within it. Um, so, you know, I, I suppose it's kind of one of those kind of make an example type of things because, uh, they still have not lifted that part of the COVID-19 guidelines, so they're not going to make an exception for Kyrie Irving, um, which they uh, as well wouldn't do for, you know, a local uh, food shop or something. So uh, I guess the, I guess that's the idea is just to continue to make um, not making an, an exception for anybody. Yeah, I mean, the Nets find themselves in eighth place in the Eastern Conference. They're three point uh, they're three and a half games behind the sixth place Boston Celtics for their final uh, guaranteed spot. Um, we also know that Ben Simmons, Simmons is going to be out indefinitely. We don't know a timetable on him. Uh, that is something that is kind of hurting the team. I definitely believe. Um, I also, we, we have no timetable on when Kevin Durant will be returning uh, in that he had that MCL sprain. And some of the things that we know, the Nets are now, uh, the Nets are 24 and 12 with Durant. Uh, and they're eight and 17 without them. Uh, so it doesn't look very good without having Durant around. And, um, you know, that, those are some of the things that's going to hurt this team, I think, and not being able to have Kyrie there to take up some of that slack while while Durant is absent and especially losing James Harden now. So there really there really is not much options for them uh, to go forth, especially also not having Ben Simmons. So um, it doesn't look very good for them, but I just thought it was interesting. I definitely still would. Love to hear what you guys think about it. Do you guys think the uh, this is a crazy thought of the mandates being lifted, but still Kyrie Irving cannot play? I think, me personally, I think that's 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 pretty crazy. But you know, that's their rules. That's the way that they play by. Um, you know, it looks like it's 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 something that's happening all across the country. Even Canada, in some aspects, now are starting to uh, lift some of those restrictions as well. Texas at the Sutter Heyman New Sutter Heyman text line at four zero two nine 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 four six two zero. Um, and let us know again what you think. Um, 
What what do we have anything uh, on the text line? Anybody that that tapped in? What, what any any thoughts on that particular subject? <laughs> Just someone says that New York's mayor is an idiot. <laughs> so, I think that's, uh, that's <laughs> okay. <a> little... <laughs> yeah, well, hey, <laughs> go figure. Um, well, I, I also know that it, it's it's um, you know I think we can kind of tap in on this part of it. It's very interesting to see when I watch the the games the Sixers look like they may be a team to watch out for in the Eastern Conference right now. I mean, you still have Cleveland doing well. You know, you can never uh, take for granted what Milwaukee uh, has going on up there. The Miami Heat are just kind of chugging along. Um, you know, Atlanta made a push last year, but they're they're kind of, you know, having their troubles. The Knicks have fallen off the wagon. Um, you know, who in the East do you see right now that would be able to challenge – uh, for that top spot, you know, right now, based as as you see things. Yeah, I, I think I think the Bucks are the one. You know, the defending champions. You can't overlook them. They're they're so, somewhat easily to just kind of get you know lost in the background, but because they don't have complete superstars, it's a smaller market, all that stuff. But uh, obviously, Giannis being the 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 lone uh, exception to that, he's obviously a superstar. But they they just don't um, always get national TV and stuff like that. They're 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 chugging along. They're doing well. Um, I think the 76ers probably do look like the team to beat. The the Celtics have been playing well of late. Maybe they've kind of figured out. They've got a, you know the best defense in the league right now, um, and they might have finally figured out that uh, uh, you know Tatum Brown thing that hasn't been working for the last couple of years. Um, now they're starting to play well together, um, and then you just can't look at, at uh, over the guys at the top. You know, like you mentioned, the Miami Heat and the Chicago Bulls. Demar Derozan's really been special. He took over. He, he took over. He's like might be the I mean, MVP. They, they right lost now. a lot of pieces, and he just basically said get on my shoulders baby let me carry you he's an mvp candidate i think yeah absolutely but i i just kind of like it especially in the east it just feels like it's pretty open there's six or seven teams that you could probably see competing for it um i do think the 76ers um as the as they kind of continue to to work out the kinks here with the team that they have remaining um will ultimately be the team to beat but um and and then another thing that you you, that you mentioned in, in tech series James Harden somehow miraculously can get pretty skinny pretty quickly um there's people <laughs> making jokes about maybe he's got a bodysuit on or what he's doing there but is that have you seen guys in a locker room that can do that i mean obviously you know your body is your money maker at at that level when you're a professional athlete um but how how easy is it to dress Drop weight like that. So, I mean, I think there's some there, there's ways to do it. Um, some of the some of the pieces to that has to do with water weight, right? You, you know, I think that he was definitely carrying a lot more weight. Um, at the end of the day, he ends up, um, you know, understanding that probably a trade is going to go down. I mean, there even though you, we don't hear about that type of stuff going on until it actually kind of starts to. Uh, kind of come into view uh, of, of, of the people as opposed to what's happening behind the closed doors. But his agent kind of has an idea. His, his yeah. agent, I mean, like for me, example, um, I'm sitting there and I'm basically in, in a meeting with uh, or at a, at a bar and grill. We're going over draft stuff. We're dealing with all that stuff. My, I'm in there talking about who's coming, who's not. And then all of a sudden I get a call from my agent and my agent is like, Hey, you need to get out of there right now. They're going to trade you. And this is before it all happens. This is probably a good 30 minutes, 40 something minutes before it actually happened, mm. uh, came down the pipeline. 
So they they have an idea of what's going on, what's being worked, how close they are, how far off they are, if it's going to work. And I think what happens is the closer he got to knowing it was going to happen, he probably changed his diet. He probably started eating, you know, because this is a pattern. This isn't something that just happened overnight. He did the same thing in Houston, right? He came out looking like the Pillsbury Doughboy and came back in bad shape (laughs) and he was looking terrible and just looked like he didn't have no energy. But if you watched him play these last two nights, you're like, where the heck was that guy? And he just looked like the old James Harden again. He was active. He was quick. His his moves were crisp. All of that stuff was happening. So he probably changed his diet some. Because you can change your diet. You can go even to a keto. You can go to a certain type of diet. And you can drop one, two pounds. And then you're getting more practice time because you have to do that to learn the plays, to learn the system, to learn the terminology. Yeah. They have You have to have a little bit more court time. So with that, it's going to come a little bit more activity. And with that activity, then you begin to kind of lose the weight if your diet's in order, right? If you have a, a lower calorie diet or you have a high protein diet and all of those things, you begin to drop that weight. That's why they didn't, didn't put them in right away. And so then your water weight starts to come down. You can drop pretty quickly. And he definitely looks like he's dropped. Some people say, he would, like you said, he was wearing, wearing <laughs> something underneath. I think that was crazy. Yeah, it's, and it is kind of crazy altogether with the, the net situation, especially um, where there's still a lot of injuries and, and, and guys not, you know, Kyrie not being allowed to play at home. Um, as the trade kind of progresses, the Harden, like we said, hadn't played with the 76ers the first few days. It, it's just taken a while for those teams who are now expected to be right there. I mean, they have to be the top two teams in the East that you would think, but at the same time, that's not how they're looking in the standings. I mean, the 76ers are moving up. They're pretty close to, to the top of the East, but uh, the Nets are close to 500, and I don't know if their yeah. situation's going to get a whole lot better. So you could see Nets 76ers in the first round. Uh, and I mean, and that, that's what a lot, you know, so, and we'll see. if And, if then, the Nets... and that wouldn't bode well for Ben Simmons going back to <laughs> not playing, but then if he happens to come back and he comes back around the playoff time and then all of a sudden, you know, oh, I got to go back into Philly. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. That, I would basically say, nah, bro, let me let me let you chill until next season. Get your mind right. I can't I wait. I, I'm just hoping that series comes along because there I mean, there's all sorts of storylines there. But a game with him, you know, playing in the fourth quarter up against Doc Rivers, who wouldn't play him in the fourth quarter of the playoffs last uh, year. I mean, that, that can get really fun in, in, in a daunting environment. Be. All right, we're up against it. We're going to take a little break right now. We're going to come back and talk about the USFL, the old and the new. They're beefing right now. There's a lot of conflict going on. We're going to check back in right after this. Come back and join us on the block when we get back. 